0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Heather Dawson. I'm opening the call this morning. And as we start, I want to welcome our Father, our Lord Jesus, and our Holy Spirit. That they are welcome on this call this morning. And with me this morning, I also have Sister Margaret Johnson. And she's going to be bringing the morning's devotion. So I want to say good morning to Margaret right at the top of our call. How are you this
1: sixth day of May? Good morning, Elba Heather. I'm doing excellent. How are you this morning? I am good. I'm awake. I'm
0: alive. And um, I'm excited. Praise the Lord. So thank you for asking. (laughs) Also uh, with us, we have Sister Myrna Westdown, and she's going to be praying um, over the prayer requests that have come in. So Myrna, how are you on the sixth day of May? I am wonderful, Mother. How are you? You sound good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So do you, and I am excited that we are all on together this day. Um, and I believe that our bishop is with us this morning also. So, Bishop, how are you this morning? You and Pastor Adrian on this sixth day of May.
2: Good morning, Elder. We're doing great this morning. Thank you for asking. Good morning to Sister Margaret and also Sister Myrna and everyone that is on the line today. God bless you.
0: And God bless you and Pastor Adrian also. As many of you may know, today is the National Day of Prayer, and you know it's the first time in 70 years that it's not going to be held on the steps of the Capitol, but praise God, prayer is still going to go forth. The theme scripture for this year is 2 Corinthians 3.17, which says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And that is what we stand on over this nation, that there is liberty. We're a nation that is made up of every nation, tribe, and tongue, when you think about it. We're blessed to have a law that was put in place to proclaim a day of prayer. And this was signed into law in 1952. And decades later, America still needs prayer. And I would say more so than ever. John G. Lake, who walked and lived by the Spirit, said, In the beginning, man's spirit was the dominant force in the world. When he sinned, his mind became dominant. Sin dethroned the Spirit and crowned the intellect. But grace. But grace, God's unmerited favor, is restoring the spirit to its place of dominion. Hallelujah. At the end of our call, we're going to come together and pray for our nation. As it seems, our nation has lost its way. And as believers, we must come together in obedient unity and love that will spread God's glory across the earth. You know, other nations around the world are praying for America. They look to this nation, but what do they see? What do they see? America is to be a beacon of light and hope to the other nations. But grave sins are very blatant. They are done openly and unashamedly. But how long will God tolerate our sinful ways? We need a move of God. We need revival to hit this nation. So I would ask you to be ready at the end of our call because we're going to pray together. So at this time, I'm going to ask the Lord to anoint our sister Margaret as she comes with our devotion for this morning. So Father, bless her. Use her. Speak through her, I pray
1: in Jesus'
0: name. Margaret, we're ready for you.
1: Okay, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. As always, it is an honor um, and a privilege to be on the prayer call this morning. Um, This morning, we're going to be talking about He cleansed our conscience, and that's coming from Hebrews 9, um, chapter 9, verses 9 through 14. Um, verses 1 through 8 talks about the old rules of worship, the old rules of worship. The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship, had a place of worship here on the earth. And by these regulations, the the Holy Spirit really reveals uh, in the book of Hebrews that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle or the tent and the system that it represented were still in use. So in the Old Covenant, the priest had to offer blood for himself and had to offer blood for the sins of all the people. And you had a holy place, which was a tent, and you also had the Holy of Holies, which was another tent. And the Holy of Holies was where the Ark of the Covenant was and where the mercy seat was, and this this was the place of atonement. And the priest could only enter the Holy of Holies once a year, that was the old system. So let's read our key scriptures. Hebrews 9, 9 through 14 in the New Living Translation. Verse 9 says, This is an illustration pointing to the present time. For the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them. It only covered their sin. It wasn't able to make them creatures, uh, new creatures as what Christ did with a new nature. Verse 10. For that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. Christ is the perfect sacrifice, right? Verse 11, so Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. So the perfect tabernacle in heaven is where Christ offered himself as the sacrifice once for all and on the behalf of all mankind. Hallelujah, right? Verse 12, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, Jesus entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Verse 13, under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. And finally, verse 14 says, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences, our moral sense or the still small voice from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. We're going to get back to this in a bit, but for, the, for, the, for by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. Another way of saying it is that the sacred blood of the Messiah thoroughly cleanses our consciences. He was and still is the perfect sacrifice that frees or purifies us from our dead work. So what are dead works? Dead works are the so-called works which men do and, and did and still do, right, um, to make themselves acceptable to God. They're, they're, they're dead works because they're not part of the, uh, the product of spiritual life, of regeneration. But but they're the attempt on the part of sinners to justify themselves before God. I know you've probably heard people who had a problem with Jesus being the way to salvation say, well, I'm a good person. I, I don't do this. And I don't do that. I help the poor, or I do this good thing, or I do that good deed. Well, that's nice, but that's not the way to salvation. John three nineteen says, the basis of the judgment, the test by which men are judged, lies in this. The light has come into the world, and people have loved the darkness rather than and more than the light, for their works or their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light and will not come into the light, but shrinks from the light, lest his works or his deeds, his activities, his conduct be exposed and reproved. Remember the rich young ruler? His activities were reproved by Jesus, right? Jesus said, one thing you lack, sell your possessions and give to the poor. And the rich young ruler went away sad because of what he had, because he had great riches. Verse 21 of uh, John 3 and 21 says, But he who practices truth, who does what is right, comes out into the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are, divinely prompted, done with God's help, and done in dependence upon him. So it's by grace that we're saved, not by works, not by our deeds, lest any man should boast. We are justified by faith. And justified, justified. What is justified? God, God removes the condemnation. Romans 8 says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So are you in Christ? If you are, since you are, then the power of condemnation is broken off of your life by the blood of Jesus. God removes the condemnation. He removes the guilt and the penalty of sin from us because of Christ's atoning sacrifice. Christ paid the price so that we would be forever free. God changes the name of those who were ungodly, but who now believe in and who receive his son. God calls you righteous. We've had a name change. Hebrews 9 and 14 says, why why Christ purifies our conscience. So this is talking about, well, why does he purify our conscience? He did it, but why did he did it, do it? The blood of Christ purifies our conscience, uh, Hebrews 9.14 says, so that we can worship the living God. So let's look at worshiping the living God for a minute. We'll kind of rest right there. Just as the true perfect tabernacle is in heaven, so true perfect worship, is also in heaven. Our example of worship comes from the worship pictures that we get uh, in heaven. Heaven is full of worship. When, when we get there, we will join in what's already filling heaven, the continual sound of praise and worship, and, and recognize that we're not the ones who start the worship, and we're not the only ones capable of releasing worship to God. The angel sing, the word says that the elders worship, the four living creatures worship day and night. We were created to worship God. Why? Because worship draws us into God and into God's presence. Our consciences have been purified so that we can worship the living God. Worship is it's, it's magnifying God. It's, it's expressing reverence and adoration towards God for all that he is. Worship is a lifestyle of holiness. God says, be holy as I am holy. So true worship comes from the heart. It comes from the spirit. True worship is authentic. Jesus came to break down the barriers of access to the Father. So access has been granted to each of us so we can now seek God for ourselves. We can now worship God for ourselves. True worshipers will worship the Father In spirit and in truth, because those are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for opening the way for us to boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need, Father. We thank you for the perfect sacrifice of Jesus, which cleansed our consciences with his blood. We are yours, Lord God. Help us to echo the worship in heaven in an ever-increasing crescendo of worship, Father. Give us a greater revelation of worshiping you, Father. Revelations 4 and 8 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, the one who is, and who is still to come. Lord, you are our God. We exalt you. We praise your name this morning, Father, for in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things that were planned long, long ago, Father. Your word says let everything that has breath praise the Lord. God, you are spirit, and your worshipers must worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. We give thanks to you, O God, because you are good. Your love endures forever. We praise you, O Lord. Our souls bless you. Our innermost being praises your name. We were created to worship you. Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all fathers. And we worship you. We thank you for freeing us from the power of condemnation. The case is closed. We are the righteous of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes,
0: wow. Beautiful, beautiful devotion this morning. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Worship is a lifestyle. You said so much this morning, and that Jesus came to break down the barrier to God so that we can enter right in. Thank you again for that word this morning. Myrna, I want to come to you now at this time with the uh, prayer requests, if you will share them, and as you pray, we are going to come in agreement with you at this time. Myrna?
3: Yes, ma'am. We have two prayer requests that came in. The first one is from Kenya Green. Please pray for Rodney's relationship with God. So, Father God, we lift up Rodney's relationship with you. We don't know if he already knows you, Father, but we will declare his salvation right now that you will call him forth. You have called him by name, and you are lifting him up from his dark place. Father, we pray Psalm 34, 17 to 19. Yet when holy lovers of God, that's Rodney, cries out to you, Father God, with all of his heart. The Lord will hear Rodney and come to rescue him from all his troubles. The Lord is close to Rodney. The Lord is close to Rodney, to all those whose hearts are crushed by pain. And he is always ready to restore the repentant one. So we call Rodney to repentance now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak Isaiah 40:31. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint or become tired. In Psalms 86:15, but Lord, your nurturing love is tender and gentle, gentle. You are slow to get angry, yet so swift to show your faithful love. You are full of abounding grace and truth. So Father God, we thank you for Rodney this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you will cover him right now where he is. We thank you, Father God, that you will beckon his heart, Father God, and he will turn it towards you that he will serve you, that he will live for you, that he will love you, that he will honor you, Father God. As a man, he will stand righteously, righteously before you. And he will lead others to you. And he will not be ashamed, Father God, of his love for you. So we thank you, Father God, and wait for Rodney's great report of the good and the great and the powerful things that you are doing in his life. Because he... Surrendered to you. The next prayer request is from Janice Holloway. Please please pray for Sharonda, 36 year old mother who has stage 4 cancer. The doctors have given up and have told her family to prepare for her death. Sharonda leaves behind a 6 year old son and a 15 year old son, along with her mother and her father. Please pray for this family that God would intervene and he would have the last say over Sharonda's life. Father God, we sincerely come before you this morning on one accord, and we lift up Sharonda this morning. Instill, Father God, fearlessness and strength, hope, faith, and joy in her right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Surround her, Father God, with your Shekinah glory and with your shalom in her moments of pain and suffering as she decides, Father God, right now in her mind, as she makes up in her mind to fight for her life. She's heard the report of the doctor, Father God. She has the facts. But Father God, by faith, she will believe that she will live and not die. We call on Sharonda's red and white blood cells, her immune system, her respiratory system, her organs, her blood, her muscles, to come into alignment now. And we command them to function as they were designed and created to function and to fight the cancerous cells that have infected her body. They are no longer welcome in her body, anywhere in her body. Father God, you created Sharonda for such a time as this. Father God, we ask that your healing hands would touch Sharonda now in the name of Jesus. That Sharonda would begin to seek life over herself now. And that she would surround herself in your word and, and, and cover her own health in your word. Because you said that by your stripes we are healed Sharonda is healed. She is already whole and complete in Christ Jesus. Father God, we thank you in advance that her strength is returning, that her immune system is healing itself and causing Sharonda's doctor to question science and to believe in miracles because that's what we're asking for, a miracle on Sharonda's behalf. Help Sharonda to worship her way back to health. We stand and agree with our sister, Father God, in faith, and we thank you in advance for what you will do in her life. May her son, her mother, and her father surround her in worship, surround her in prayer, surround her with scripture, and believe, Father God, that the best is yet to come for Sharonda. We pray these this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, do a miracle. Lord, pour yourself out upon these requests and send the answers quickly. And may you receive all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Myrna, for praying this morning. Margaret, we're going to go back to you
1: to see if you have any further thoughts. Yes, um, just one thing, Elder Heather. Um, God has cleansed our conscience so that we can worship the living God, and part of our worship is our work. Um, God has freed us so that our mental capacity regarding our self-worth can match who he created us to be. We've been equipped to accomplish God's will in the earth, and so our consciences are cleansed to free us from any self-limiting beliefs that are holding us captive. God, God really desires to open our eyes to a, a greater capacity of spiritual sight so that we, we can see and we can do all that he's telling us to do in the earth. We're, we're really to act like God in the earth, and we're created to do the impossible by faith. It, it, it's time to go higher. It's time to live the life of God here in the earth as it already is in heaven, and God has equipped us to do so. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes, it
0: is time to go higher. Amen. Amen. I hope you caught that. I hope it excited you because I caught it. It is time for us to go higher. Hallelujah. Uh, Bishop, do you have anything that you would like to share this morning?
2: You know, Mother, I'm going to rest the case this morning. I'm I'm good. Okay. I can I can share some things, but I, I'll just start carrying on. Because I'm <laughs> always dealing with, you know, the thought of uh, just living righteously before God and the reality of what God has done for us. So you have to believe it. Just believe what God has done you, and it will help you clear your conscience. You all have a great day. Pray for me. I'm, I'm um, going to the, the uh, city this morning involving a prayer visual um, in the city of Pittsburgh, and so we'll be praying with a lot of other pastors this morning, so we thank God for that. God bless.
0: Oh, yes, amen. That's another exciting thing. Thank you. Thank you. We always like to hear from you, but, you know, um, you have uh, your assignment for today. And I think that's wonderful. And as you join with other pastors, may you be united as you pray together. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, So we thank the Lord for this morning. We thank you for the time that we've had together. Um, We're going to just spend the next few minutes. And we're going to lift up our nation called the United States of America. And I would ask that you would join in with agreement uh, with me as I pray. Uh, It's important that we hold up this nation. Our nation has gone through a lot and is still going through a lot. So, Lord, we, we come before you this morning. We lift up our country, our nation to you. All we have to do is look around and we see the beauty of your creation in the sun, the stars, and the moon. We see the beauty of mountains and valleys, Lord. We know also, Father, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. So, Father, I'm asking that you, you unite us together in your family, just as Bishop is going to go and be with the pastors, Father, as they pray together. I pray, Almighty God, that you will unite them as one. doesn't matter if our doctrines are different. As long as we worship, as long as we worship the true God, and that they can join their hearts together, Lord. So we come also, joining our hearts with others around our nation, and even the world that are praying for our beloved nation. We thank you for loving us, for sending Jesus to die in our place. We, you have freed us from the penalty and the shame of our sin, free to live life as you designed in your destiny for our nation. But somehow, Father, America lost its footing. It lost its footing so we pray this morning that our nation would pursue righteousness rather than sin. Proverbs 14:34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin condemns any people. We pray that America will turn and remember the Lord, seeking and relying on your guidance once again, Lord. Psalms 22, verses 27, 28, it says, All the ends of the earth will remember. And turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he rules over the nations. We know our battle is a spiritual battle against dark forces, it's not against people. And we ask you to render your judgments and your verdicts against the evil. <clears throat> We believe, Psalm 92 and verse 9, For surely your enemies, Lord, that you are scattering your enemies far and wide, causing disruptions in their agendas and communications, so as to destroy their union and influence. And we say, Amen. Psalm 7, 14, 16, Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusionment. Whoever digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit they have made. The trouble they cause recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. Father, we agree with your word that those who try to build a case against your righteous decrees are going to fall into the trap which they have built. May the righteous reap righteous rewards and the unrighteous, the consequences, Father, of their sin, so that your word would stand and your righteousness will endure Psalms 94:20 20, and 23, can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute, they band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. He will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord our God will wipe them out. Oh, Father, as we stand in the gap concerning the evil, the evil perpetuated by legislation, Lord, that has killed our children. We see the numbers of abortion, Father, and how it must grieve your heart, Father, as it should grieve ours. We thank you for your justice, which is sure in your verdict, which is right. We stand in confident faith in your will and your purpose to wipe out every law and every statute in this nation that has come against your decree of life. Every man, woman, boy, child, baby has the right to life. We repent as a whole on behalf of our nation. May you forgive us, cleanse us, and make us clean again. Father, we stand on your word, for it is the sure foundation. Father, we pray for mercy on leaders who oppose you. We pray that they will turn to you with their whole heart. And Father, we want to lift up the president, the vice president, the cabinet lord, that they will receive guidance and direction from you. Proverbs 11:14 says, For lack of guidance a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. So we ask that you surround them with good advisors, men and women of integrity, Father, men and women who will stand for righteousness, That they will not fear to speak, but they will speak unto the lives of the president, the vice president, the cabinet, Lord. Father, we pray that America will turn and remember the Lord. That it will seek and rely on your guidance once again, Lord. Psalms 22, 27, 28. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nation will bow down before you. For yes, dominion belongs to the Lord. And he rules over the nations. We thank you, Father, that righteousness does exalt the nation. But the sin, the sin condemns the people. So, Father, we do pray for those in authority. From the White House all the way down to our local government, Lord. We pray for these people that they will be God-fearing and that they'll recognize that they are accountable to you for every decision, for every act that they do. Father, we pray that they would seek and they would be granted wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that comes from you, not from man. That they would be presented with the gospel yes Lord surround them with those that will present the gospel and a loving Christian witness Father that Lord there will be believers who are bold who will stand for righteousness and they will speak Father they will not hold back and Father we pray that if Those in authority, if they're unsaved, that they will be drawn. They'll be drawn to a saving encounter with you. And if they are born again, Father, that they will be strengthened. They'll be encouraged in their faith. That they will not give up, that they will stand on the word of the living God. That they will trust you, Father, to lead them, to guide them into all truth. And they will fight. They will fight for righteous statutes, righteous laws. Thank you, Father, that they will recognize their own inadequacy. And that because they recognize it, Father, they'll pray and they will seek the will of you for this nation. We pray that they be convicted of sin, any transgressions, and any iniquity, O God, that may be found within them. That they will come before you, Father, with a repentant heart. Ah, that they heed their conscience, Lord. That they confess and they repent. Father, may they read the Word of God. May they read the Word and live by the Word. May they attend opportunities of prayer meetings, Father's, and Bible studies, Lord. Connect them. Connect them with places and people, Father, where your word goes forth. That they will value and regard the teachings that's found in your word, Lord, to be true, that they can live by them, they can speak by them, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God, that they are given godly counsel and that they have God-fearing advisors that surround them all. Thank you, Father, that they are men and women of honesty and they have integrity, Father, that they're faithful, Father. They're faithful to their spouses and to their children, Lord. And that, Father, that they be practicing members. Yes, that they go and they seek out local congregations and become part of it, Lord. We thank you, Father, for every opportunity that is given to us in this nation. And as this nation has been teetering, Father... We stand on your word this morning for it. And we believe, Father. We believe that this nation is shifting. That there is a turning that is taking place. And in that turning, Father, the light of your glory is going to be seen. And the people of God are going to rise. They're going to rise in their position and in their authority that has been given unto us. And we're going to seek And stand for righteousness. We're we're going to share the gospel. We will not pull back. But we will go forward. We thank you Father. We thank you. That you have placed us in this nation. For such a time as this. May we not fail you. May we honor you. May we glorify you. And may you be pleased because your people, your people have risen and taken hold of the Word and standing on the Word, proclaiming the Gospel, so that America will once again shine and be the nation for which you have called it to be, a beacon of light, a beacon of hope, a beacon where a God rules and reigns, the one true God. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity this morning, for joining together with others around this nation and around this world that are praying for the United States of America. I ask this all in the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen and amen. Sister Kathy, open up the line so that we can continue to worship and pray for this nation in Jesus' name.